Hey guys, so this is just a little random thought, but I think it's a teachable life lesson for my fellow dreamers that have big aspirations and just dreams and things that you feel that you want to bring to fruition in your life. And sometimes those dreams, aspirations, uh, it's going to seem larger than yourself. It's going to seem larger than life at times. And when you try to share those visions with friends, with family, your spouse, your best friend, I mean, it's not going to be a total guarantee these people are actually going to have the same reaction as you do when you think about it day in, day out, or you dream about it. Because only you have that vision. Only you have that particular dream. Not everyone is going to be able to understand, comprehend, and articulate your vision and your dream. Only you can. So you can't expect (laughs) people to really take in all that, comprehend it, and support you. You have to learn to be your biggest supporter, um, despite what is in front of you. And also, you got to be careful of these certain type of people, too. All right, so this is definitely no shade, no tea to, like, nobody But I mean, if you fall into this category after you do a self-evaluation, if you're capable of doing a self-evaluation, a thorough self-evaluation of your actions and your character, um, then I mean, you know, then it's it's you. I mean, we all have to kind of look at the woman or the man in the mirror at some point and you have to identify with that person. You have to address him or her. So if this qualifies to you, then, you know, Either you're happy with it or you got some fixing to do. But either way, I feel, uh, especially with my time transitioning here to Miami, there are a particular breed of people that for me, being a dreamer and having big dreams and just having passion, even in the job that I'm doing in hospitality, um, I mean, that's not my end all be all, you know, it's just for right now. But I do have passion within that field. I do love to meet people. I do love to serve people. I do love to create memorable moments and experiences for clients. Um, And I take my job very seriously. Even when I was a personal trainer, I had the same passion as well. And, you know, I remember a moment where I was sort of being pushed a little bit to take on more clients. But I was very hesitant because I didn't want to take on a client who had on an injury per, you know, per se, or for example, um, like a knee injury or whichever, but I wasn't well versed um, in how to maneuver around that and still deliver a great service of a great training session, you know, and I was just in the beginning and I wasn't comfortable, but to still be pushed to do it for the benefit of the company to make money and sales, you know, I, I spassed, <laughs> not in a, in a, that way but I mean I had a moment like I had a meltdown I was like listen I told my manager at the time that I can't you can't expect me to do my job if you don't give me the tools to succeed I take my job very seriously I'm not here just for the money 
if I was, then I would be doing this in another kind of way. And I wouldn't be standing here like basically like, you know, in t- I was in tears because I was very passionate about what I was doing. I love fitness. I love to show someone how to get to point A to point B, you know, that they may not really understand it on their own or maybe scared or don't know how to. So for me to be of service to you, to help you and show you something that is kind of, you know, second nature to me, but to help you like that's that brings fire to me. I'm excited. But when it's fueled by other things, especially when you get these big corporations, sometimes that, you know, you have to kind of walk before you crawl and just learn the habits first. And then if you want to step away and do your own personal training or your gym, you know, like it's, it's a struggle. But I understood why I was there. Same thing goes with hospitality. But I'm learning here in Miami that um, there's a I mean, I'm not saying it for the people, but this is just as all in general to wherever you may live, uh, whatever city, whatever country, this could apply to you as well. You may be passionate about what you want to do, but then you'll run into people, whether it be family, friends or just your city, your town. And you notice a lot of people aren't really just happy, not just happy just in life, but just in what they're doing. You know, if you're a grocery store clerk, if you're a baker, if you're a banker, if you're a painter, if you're a a custodian, if you whatever your title is, if if you if you are a customer service rep. For, you know, a, a commercial laundry place. Whatever your job is, there should be some ounce of integrity and passion involved, because otherwise you're going to run into people who are just accepting mediocre value and that's it they strive for no more what they what you see with them literally is what you get they take things for face value and won't try to look beyond that and get more that's it and frankly there's a i've ran into a lot of characters here like that and I find myself kind of fighting against this a bit because I'm used to a certain degree of service. It's not being sadity. It's not being, you know, I better than, no, it, it, better than anyone else. It's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just a level of service that I think that for one, New York has. Whatever the stipulations and stigma that people may have for New York, New York is a freaking great city. New York basically bred part of me. You know, I was there for 12 years, 12 years at heart. I'm a New Yorker. You feel me? So being around that, I guess, for so long and coming to a different city, it's going to take some time to get acquainted. But I'm just running to certain people and energy like like a lot of people are just accepting things at face value. I'm a hard worker. I can say that because. I can run circles around anybody and still do the job probably faster and more efficiently. I learned at a young age working at the military base. There was this Asian guy, Mr. Lam. I'll never forget him. He did IT. He was our IT guy. And he would always say like these little isms here and there. And, you know, he would show like different ways of like solving a problem for like, a computer or just whatever. And then he'd come and it'd be something so simple that he would do. And you're in a fret. It's like, oh, my God, Mr. Lamb, Mr. Lamb, where are you? Oh, I need this. I need this. Oh, my gosh. Like, I had to send this report out. I got to print this out. He'll come literally like in less than a minute. OK, fix. It's all done. Mr. Lamb, that's it. Yeah, that's it. 
What did you do? Oh, I just do this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, what? And that's not what he said and talk, but I'm just like, whatever you would say, like it was just something so simple, whatever the problem was. And I'm just like, what? And that's something too in life, I, I digress a little bit, that, you know, we can be in our situation of things going on around us that we won't be able to like focus and figure out the problem to solve it because the answer literally could just be right in front of you. But that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but he would always remind me and he would always say, and it's always stuck with me, work smarter, not harder. And I've taken that with me everywhere I go. And I've realized that I've always been a type of person, even with certain tasks. And let's say you're at a new job and they show you, like, let's say we're working retail at Zara, you know, and we got to work the kids section. That's where we, we are assigned. That's what we go in every morning, every day of our shift. And that's where we work in, you know, they've showed us a way to bring in the new inventory, how you hang it up, shirts first or pants second whatever the case may be. But at some point, that rhythmic system of doing your job, I mean, for, for me, at some point, I'm going to figure out a way for me to work smarter and not harder. If there's a way to fix it, not to say that every will needs to be fixed, but sometimes there's a little bit of tweaking that could help your productivity for that day. Because maybe less time on this or more time on this earlier in the day versus having it spread out throughout the day will allow you to be able to do more things and accomplish more tasks that would be set aside for another day. You know, just certain things like that. I that's that's just how my mind works and I'm used to being around people like that. But coming across individuals and energies who just take things for face value and don't who and do not aspire above that I'm scratching my chin right now it's quite disturbing it's disturbing I don't know it's because like my dreams are like bigger <laughs> than 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 life I I I I honestly don't get it I I really don't get it But what I'm just saying all this to say is just to be mindful of that in your journey in terms of whatever you are aspiring to do, whatever you want to give back in this world, whatever mark you want to leave in this world and have people remember your name for X, Y, and Z reason. Just know you may come across different people and energies or, you know, different shifts in your life and it it won't be the same as what you're used to. And what you're trying to do. So as much as this is advice to you, it's so much advice to me just to keep pushing. But also in the process, like I've said in another episode, demand respect. <laughs> know what you have time for. Choose where you want to invoke your energy and allow what energy to come in. Like you, that is your space. You, your body, your mind, your home, what you choose to do, listen to and read everything you have control over and that goes that goes the same for people that you allow in your life as well even as minuscule interactions as like going to target or going to the grocery store to pick up groceries you still can demand respect sweetie don't get it twisted but in all seriousness um guys we really 
really got to know our worth. Um, and that's the episode that I was referencing to earlier. I just couldn't think of it right away because um, my thoughts were just racing. I had to get the message out to y'all. Um, but you got to know your worth. And knowing your worth and discovering that everyone's journey is going to be different. Um, the onset of it is going to be different for you. It's going to be different for me. But I think desiring, having big dreams, and constantly just believing in them will guide you to knowing your worth along the way, you know? Because you'll realize certain things that will serve you, things about you in, you know, within yourself that serves you for your purpose and your dreams. And then, you know, you'll start to look at around you as well and what will serve you and what won't. Because the people, the things you do, the places you are now can't take you to where you're, you want to be. It can't. If that was the case, I could have stayed in Maryland to experience and to grow and to shift into these things into the woman that I am today. But it was already ordained. It was already set out for me to go through these things, to meet these people, to go through these experiences, to live in, this, in these different places in order for me to get to wherever I'm going to go, which is the top, by the way. So once you figured out your worth and you come across these mediocre energies, just because they don't know their worth and they're okay with accepting things at face value and that's it and aspire just to do the basics, that don't mean they don't need to know your worth. You demand respect. You get respect, of course, in a very nice and proper way. I'm not saying be nasty and know my worth and respect me. No, 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 no. There's a way that you can do it. For example, <laughs> I love stories for days. So I'm in my new place. I've been living here since April. So was it July, May, June, July, like three, four months now, three months, three, four months. I can't count right now. Three, four months. We'll go with that. <laughs> Three months, going on three months um, that I've lived here. And certain things just need to be fixed, whichever. So I have to reach out to different people to get things done. Primarily, if it's in within the apartment, I reach out to the property manager, which in turn will reach out to the uh, like repairman, you know. But I can reach out to him directly. But most things, you know, I go through the property manager. So things are kind of like documented, it's official, da 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 um, but there has been numerous occasions with the repairman where we'll set a time, it's committed in text, you know, it's not a full-blown contract, but it's a verbal agreement that, you know, X, Y, and Z repairs will be done on X, Y, and Z date at such and such time. I recall one time, the time came that he was supposed to arrive and the time went. Child, no texts. No bird call, no email, no postman, no telegram, nothing, nothing from this dude. I was like, okay. And I didn't say nothing. Which I realized to be my fault. I'll take responsibility of that one. I'll take that out. Because I didn't vote my stance on the onset. I was being too nice. And um, some people 
will take advantage of that. They'll see it and use it as weakness. They'll see it as a weakness of yours and will take advantage of it, which in turn he did. But I also noticed uh, like a, uh, I don't know, a pulse here in Miami with certain people in service or just different industries. There's not that much passion within them. Most people are just here just kind of doing a job to do a job. They collect the check and that's it. Bada bing, bada boom. That's it. You know? So either way, back to this guy, to the prayer man. So he came and went. Time came and went. He didn't come. Then I think it was like rescheduled for something else, whatever. Uh, And he was running late. He actually came. Whatever the case may be. Then the most recent was last week is to fix something. Like the seek is linking and like to change the blind. So... It's already communicated to the property manager again, second time. Hey, you were supposed to reach out to me this week to get the stuff done. Today makes a week and the stuff still hasn't done. Again, letting him know, kind of just putting my stance on because just because you're laxy-daisy to do things and you drag your feet and you're reactive but still drag your feet to it rather than proactive, that doesn't mean that my life has to go that way. So with the repairman, he called last week. And, hey, Raymu, uh, you going to be home, like, in, in the next hour? Um, I don't know, guy. I, 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 I don't know why. What's up? Oh, I was going to come by and fix the stuff. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Instantly. Like, my body rejected it. And the other side of me was like, whoa, whoa, like, scale back. Like, be calm. Like, let's take a breather. I went off. Because... Not just from the first time, it, it happened like more than once before where it's something like this where my, my own time is not being respected. My schedule, whatever responsibilities I have, is not being respected, is not even being acknowledged at all. What makes you think that I'm going to just sit here for an hour and allow you to maybe come by for other times when we have committed, you know, things for you to come by for appointments, nothing was done on your end. No call, no text, no board call, nothing. No notification that you're running late, that you're not going to come by again, nothing. So what makes you think that I'm allow you to come on my time just because you happen to be in the same city and it's convenient for you that it's going to happen? No, no. And I, and I told him, I was like, listen, that's very inconvenient. It's very inconsiderate. You can't keep doing that. You can't just pop up and say you're in town and I'm stopping by. That, that's things like my man would do. You know what I mean? Like, but you're neither of those. So what makes you think you can be on my phone asking me that? That's ridiculous. That's asinine. What are you smoking? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. So either way, so he apologized. He was like, oh, no, no, no. I was just in town, you know, this and third or whatever. And blase, blase. I just figured I could just come by. I was like, oh. No, he's like, oh, no, so I'll call Monday and we, we can schedule it for next week. Okay, uh, okay, no problem. Thank you, bye. He got off the phone quick because he knew that I was probably going to be gunning for him because that's just ridiculous. That's a ridiculous question, suggestion for you to even come on my phone with. That's, it, it doesn't make any sense. Fast forward to today, which kind of proposed this whole episode, uh, not being upset. I, I'm not upset about it at all. I'm just, just taking things in perspective and putting the pieces together. And just sharing the wealth. Um, fast forward to today. We already scheduled a time two days ago for him to come by today. He told me between five and six. 
I looked at my phone again. I thought, oh, I don't know. I was talking to a cable guy. And I said, five and six? Like, what do you mean? Like, that's the time, the frame that you're going to arrive? And he said, yeah, well, because I'm coming, you know, from work. Okay, cool. So it's not cable I'm getting. It's a repairman between five and six. I said, sure, no problem. I'll make myself available. So I'm already out. Went to the beach. Today is like the last day before they shut the beaches down here in Miami. Before July 4th weekend, I guess, to kind of combat the covid which i don't really see much point in because they just need to scale everything back but th- that's a whole nother conversation for another day um doing my thing do a little shopping whatever my little errands but i have to make sure that i'm back in time you know kind of straighten up a little bit because you know you still got to keep your home clean even though it what cleanliness is next, is next to godliness i'm just very particular with making sure my home is clean and not having anyone come in and it's looking crazy but i digress i'm so sorry either way Ready at five to six, you know, between five to six. I'm not going to be pressed. I'm not going to be on your phone. I'm not going to call you, whatever, if it's like 530, because he said five between five to six, right? So here comes 545. Nothing. Nobody. I've rushed to take a shower, get myself together. I'm feeling sleepy because I've been out in the heat earlier. I was sunbathing and running, you know, running errands. Uh, and I, I want to take a nap, but I can't because I'm waiting on this guy. But he said five to six, between five to six. So I'm going to wait five to six for him, okay? 5.53 rolls around, nothing. But I think it's it's adequate time. I've waited for him for me to send, you know, just a, a call, a text out, just to see, hey, are you still making your way over here? He texts back at 6.09. Oh, hey, no, I won't be able to make it today. I'm going to, I need to reschedule. Whatever you're drinking right now, if you're, when you're listening to this, if it's coffee, it's tea, it's a drink, I'm going to need you to put it down because you will probably choke of laughter, okay? Just go ahead and put it down because I know CPR I mean, I have my CPR card, but I don't remember all the steps. And I'm not really there to help you and save you. Like if you would do, you know, choke. Just go ahead and put your drink down. Okay. Because this, this is going to be funny. So I immediately snapped because I was like, didn't I just tell this dude last week not to be trying me in this way? Like you have no respect for my time. I really don't. This may sound harsh, but. I don't really care too much what you got going on, but outside of here, we all have things going on, but if you can't adhere to a time with a job that is what you are doing and what you're being paid to do, if it's not coming from me, it's coming from somebody, this is your, this is your job. This is something you've told me you've been doing for years, whether you happen to live in the area or not. And it's far from for you. And if you've been doing this for years and been the, you know, the repairman for this place for years, and if you haven't figured out how to work smarter and not harder, maybe perhaps like living closer or I don't know, letting the job go if it's if it's if it doesn't serve you and your purpose in life, then guess what? Tough mother freaking cookies, guy. That's not my problem. But while I'm here and while you're being introduced to me, I'm gonna need you to give me respect. You will respect my time. You will be considerate, even if you're not considerate and convenient for your own self. That has nothing to do with me. You and you 
need to just have a conversation on your own time. But when you deal with me, this is how it's going to go. Period. (laughs) I honestly don't mean to come off like a bitch, but I'm sorry. Like, again, as I said in another episode before, knowing your worth. People will try to pull the wool over your eyes. People will try to take advantage of you if they can. If you don't speak up for yourself, if you don't demand respect in that moment when it happens. And I remember I said I took that out for the first time. I should have said something then. But I was like, you know what? Uh, You know, maybe it's not what it is. But no, I knew what it was. My gut knew what it was. I was just trying to be nice. I was just being too nice. But not today. (laughs) Not today, Satan. You are not going to bother me today. Get behind me. Okay? No. No, 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 no. No. And then the gag is. So after, I mean, I was just, I I mean, I snapped in a sense. I just, I, I, I just went off. Like I didn't have a moment to think. Before I said anything, I just reacted, which is very rare for me because I like I think through things a lot. Like I think before I speak and act. But in moments like this, I just react. But then I still look back before I send it, you know, and it makes sense because in that moment, my gut, everything is aligned. And yes, I was upset, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't rude I wasn't nasty. I just, you know, I put my foot down. That's all. And I told him that, you know, it, you, you have to alert me of changes to the plan. And I put in caps prior, prior to the meeting time. You telling me after I've contacted you, not you contacting me, I contacted you first. But yes, thank you for corresponding back with me. You telling me nine minutes after the agreed time between 5 p.m. and 6 p.m. that you can't come by, that's inconsiderate and inconvenient on your part. It's unacceptable. I've set aside, I've moved around my day to accommodate you. Yes, for something that I need, but it's also my time too, to which you agreed to. And then now the day of, no communication on your end until 609 after your window cable time of 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. to tell me, oh, no, I'm going to need to reschedule. And not even asking, but telling me. So let me tell you something. (laughs) I'm so stupid. Like, you got to let people know. And I was very polite. And I'm still, you know, you'll still get what you want or the outcome that you are desiring, even if you put your foot down. I promise you, you'll still get the outcome. You just have to be polite. I wasn't nasty with him, but I was very assertive with what I, what I felt in that moment. And it was really just all facts. There was no feelings involved. I didn't say, oh, I feel betrayed or I, I feel angry. No, you wasted my time as being inconsiderate and convenient. Boom, straight facts, no lie. And then he responded, I think a few minutes later, not right away, because he's probably shook. Like, oh my God, what the heck? What did I do? What did you do? Yeah, go look in the mirror, guy. Have a conversation. And now asking me for my time on Saturday. 
first of all, I mean, it's up to you then, you know, if the situation would happen to you, it's very rare, whatever. Or, you know, it's like, okay, what, what move should I make now? I could allow and say, okay, yeah, I'm free Saturday, whichever. But my spirit and then maybe just me being stubborn is like, I'm automatically saying no. For one, that's a weekend, okay? Not that there's a whole lot going on in these COVID streets, but even if it was, and even if it isn't, that's still my time. And the fact that, you know, my time isn't really well respected with you or held in much value, not once, but two, three times over, I don't feel comfortable giving you access to my Saturday like that. I'm sorry. I'd be a fool to say yes to you. I'd be a fool. I'd be a damn fool right now to say, yes, you can come by Saturday. For me to a lot time on a Saturday, on a weekend. Oh, kids, don't get high on your own supply, okay? Don't do it. Because situations like this. (laughs) Again, I'm kidding, but I'm just saying, like, Come on, like that doesn't make any sense. I'd be a fool to do that. That no. You've not proven yourself to be worthy of my time. For what? You don't respect your own self enough and what you got going on because if you did, that would carry over in how you interact with other people. Period. All in all, I don't think I'll be giving him access to my day like that. Mm-mm. On a weekend, y'all, come on. No, and I'm in Miami. And if I had access to a car, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could. It's July 4th weekend. Not that I'm actually personally celebrating July 4th because <sighs> there are two different Americas. And... The dominant America right now doesn't really like or support people that look like me, brown folks. So I'm not partaking in no 4th of July, no Independence Day, Juneteenth all day. Hey, but Independence Day? Nah, that's not a holiday for me, bruh. It's not a holiday. So despite the fact of that, my time still is precious on Saturday. And energies and individuals like repairmen will not have access to. Because, sweetie, like, you don't even do that for yourself. You know? And then I can't be too mad at him, which I'm not. I'm not mad at him at all. I'm just frustrated in the, in, in the way that the situation's been handled and my, my time is not being, you know, considered at all. Um, but... It's, it's a lesson, too, that this is a reflection of that person. It is. It's, it's, to me, it's, it's, it's sad. Because just even being out here and just experiencing the things I am going through, uh, like this, for example... And there, I've run into other different industries, food, whichever, like I've mentioned earlier here in Miami. Um, and other people that I've talked to, too, ag- agree, like the pulse here in terms of like customer service. There's no passion here. I'm sorry. There's no passion. Unless you're at like a five-star establishment, resort, restaurant, you'll, you'll get that customer service. 
You know, if you feel me, like you, you'll get that service. Like there's a difference between if you go to, and I'm just going to use this as an example. Let's say you actually go to, I'm trying to pick a brand that isn't as offensive and against the black lives, but it's so hard. So for example, if you go to like Lord and Taylor or like a Bergdorf Goodman or Neiman Marcus or a higher end store and you go to shop, let's not invoke color and race because then that's a whole different conversation situation. But in just in terms of the level of service that you'll get when you walk in, they'll greet you, they'll make eye contact, they'll ask you in a perfect world, no matter what your skin is, you know, if you need anything. They'll assist you. They'll be readily available with a smile. They'll be courteous. They'll be kind. They'll be patient with you in a perfect world, okay? So those are the examples for those places. If you Then if you go to like, I don't know. This is an example. So don't take this to heart if you know these people that work there, whatever the case may be. It's just an example. Let's say you go to Walmart or... Uh, we're just gonna stick with Walmart. If you go to Walmart, that same level of service that you would have gotten from those supposed higher end places in the perfect world, based on experience, you're not on my experience too, and personal experience. I don't know if you can attest to this. Maybe so. You can relate. You're not going to get that at the at, at a Walmart type store. It's just not going to happen because it's not in their DNA. It's not in their fabric of a brand. It's not part of their mission statement. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't fit. Things there are inexpensive. It's at good prices. You can buy things in bulk if you want to in bigger sizes. But the, the overgracious customer service and the attention and the detail that's the key attention to detail will not be there versus if you go to these other stores so that's what i'm looking at and have kind of concluded with a lot of businesses here in miami and to me, it's sad because there is no passion behind it. A lot of people seem just to be doing it, just to do it, just to collect that check. Again, get it at face value and that's it. There's no compassion. There's no empathy. And to me, that's very, very sad. Because for me, again, like the whole purpose of me starting this podcast almost two years ago was to encourage other people to live a life of purpose. That's that's all I I know because in my DNA, in my gut, in my dream as a kid, even now, that's I, I dream big. I dream to leave a mark on this world. I know people will know my name in every household. So I don't know if there's not enough dreamers out there. I don't know if they haven't tapped into their inner child. But it, to me, it's just, it's it's sad and I'm accepting what they're giving me, but that isn't, I'm, well, I'm taking what they're giving me, but I'm not going to accept it and digest it and make it part of me. 
I'm just going to help it and change it. So that's what my one of my big, big, <laughs> bigger dream projects. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to come in this town and really shake things up. In some way, some fashion, somehow, Miami is going to know my freaking name. They're going to know my name. I'm going to shake things up in Miami and customer service and hospitality a bit because the passion's not here. Unless you are staying in a four or five star hotel resort and only eating out at four or five star restaurants, it's I'm unfortunately it's just not there. Some restaurants, you know, they're gonna give it to you, but it, and it'll, and I'm not saying all of them. I'm not saying that at all. I I still love Miami. I love Miami. Like I I love this city, but I'm just living here. You notice more things about a city that you wouldn't when you just visit. So, yeah, that's just my take. <laughs> I'm sorry for the vent, but I hope you guys got something good and great from it that will help and reignite your flame and live in a life of purpose. And we still got to live a life of pers- purpose even in these COVID streets. Don't let Rona set you off. Don't let Rona set you off your path and, and get you geared off. Like, listen, okay, for the first couple, like a month or two, I admit I wasn't able to get, you know, get my footing together. It took a while, hence, and other life experiences and life events. I haven't really, I haven't really, I haven't been doing my work and my end in terms of contributing and giving back to you guys in terms of this podcast. That's my fault. I apologize. But I'm here now, boo. Don't cry. So, I mean, and it's okay to fall off a little bit or fall off a lot, whatever. But the thing is, get back up. Get up and keep going. Even in these runner streets, once you figure out your regimen, what makes you happy, what keeps you going, what keeps you inspired every day, even in this dark times right now, especially if you're a person of color, once you find your footing, you keep on going. Anything else that comes in your way, repairmen, this and the third or whatever, and anything else, the footing is there. Your faith is there. Whatever that you choose to believe in. Again, mine will always be God and Jesus, okay? Because that's what I know. That's what I've grown up with. And that's what I know to keep me going and keep my footing going and keep my faith together. For you, it could be anything. It could be God. It could be Jesus. It could be whatever you believe in. But you got to believe in something. Because especially in this time, you have to have a sense of a faith you have to have a grounding because every other day in this white house y'all see it something is always popping off something and if you're easily swayed by everything that comes in the news one day okay you touch services you can't get rona two days later oh yeah if you do touch services you will get rona it like there's nothing that comes in the news that we can really take for face value and actually like, okay, listen to it. Because any like in two hours or in a day or less than 24 hours, another article will contradict what you just read. That's proof enough. You, you, you gotta have a way to decompress. You gotta have a way to understand and shift through the noise and to take back some of your time and what to give your energy to.
but I apologize again. <laughs> I digressed a few times, but it's just a lot that I have to get off my chest and I'm so sorry. But I hope you found inspiration through this episode. I hope there was laughter for you in this episode. I hope uh, that new visions and new things have brought to light for you. Um, I hope that you are safe. I hope that you have a roof over your head. I hope that you have food on the table, clothes on your back. Lights are on. And I hope that you're healthy. I hope that your loved ones and your friends are healthy. So be safe. Take care of yourself. And remember to demand your respect. (laughs) Have a good day. Have a good night. Sleep well. Enjoy your day. Be empowered. You got this. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.